Hello and welcome back to a new episode. I skipped last week because I was in Colorado and it was just kind of a hectic week. So I'm back. Uh, it's Tuesday or it's Monday night, but you're going to be listening to this on Tuesday. And oh, wait, it's not Tuesday. It's Wednesday tomorrow. Oh my God, I am so turned around. Holy shit. Anyways, okay, well, happy Wednesday. I, cause, okay, I went to Colorado and I got back last night and so today is Tuesday for me and it feels like a Monday. So that's why I'm all screwed around and I usually put out podcasts on Tuesday. So it's gonna come out, come out on Wednesday. But anyways, I'm just all messed up this week. I came out from Colorado visiting my parents and it was the most lovely time i can't even explain how much i needed that um my parents moved from la to colorado outside of like boulder a little bit um and they moved like a few months ago and this is my first time visiting them and their new little house and it is just so quaint and so beautiful and I really went at the best time because it was super hot still, very summery, but then also rained. So it felt kind of like fall and just like being there and hiking every single day and being with my dad and my mom and I love them so much. I'm so close to them. So just like being able to spend time with them and see them more settled, I think was just like so good for me. And I just spent a lot of time doing very wholesome things like reading and baking and walking around and like seeing new things and uh, being in nature and just like laying outside and just reading a book. Like there's nothing better than that. And I feel like living in LA, living downtown, living the life that I do, I tend to just not let myself do those softer, sweeter things. And so it was really nice to kind of get out of my comfort zone and just kind of be somewhere else and be somewhere still and safe and I don't know I think also I don't really have much family besides my parents so for me it's also just such a good time to just be around my blood family literally so I don't know there's something just really comforting about it obviously and yeah so I feel good I was really excited to get back though I miss Juno my cat and just like being home and kind of getting things done that I needed to get done um so I've been just kind of like hustling today and everything but yeah it's been good that was a little recap of this last weekend but I have been thinking a lot about some things the topic basically of this week and I think just like being home or being home gosh Colorado's not my home but being with my parents and like revisiting some uh kind of childhood memories and teenage memories I think that I kind of just started thinking about all the things that went on in my young adulthood. And I thought, you know, this is kind of interesting stuff. And knowing me, talking and podcasting is part of my documentation. And I feel like sharing these experiences, sharing life stuff, I think it's just fascinating. And maybe you've gone through some of this stuff when you were a kid. Maybe this is stuff you've never even you know thought happened and you're gonna find out some things but either way I 
hope that it's enjoyable and kind of fun to listen to and also a little bit dark I will say I did have uh, quite a few dark moments in my young adulthood so I think revisiting this stuff is good for me it is also a little traumatic and really raw so keep that in mind when you're listening but ultimately um yeah my my young adulthood was absolutely crazy do you know what else sparked this thought is i went to the uh malibu chili cook-off two weekends ago and it's like a big fair in malibu and i was walking around and it was literally felt like euphoria like that euphoria carnival scene where cassie's like literally having sex with herself on the carousel those vibes like every single it was all teenagers all high schoolers I felt so old I was walking around I was like well actually I felt like I was a teenager because I feel like I looked like them like they all look so old wearing such trendy ass cute clothes I was like holy shit I can't imagine what it'd be like being in high school currently um and just like all the with all the tiktoks and the trends and all of that like it would be crazy But I think truly though, being there also made me just think so much about um, my own, yeah, high school and childhood and all that. So without further ado, um, let's get into it. I'm I'm gonna start with middle school. Um, I might have to also make this a few parts, but I'm starting with middle school because that's kind of where things got crazy. So you know, I had a pretty wholesome elementary school time and kindergarten and all that. I grew up, I was born in like the kind of the east side of Los Angeles, kind of like Los Feliz, Silver Lake. I don't know if you, if you know those areas, but it's really fun, really funky. And then around like second and third grade, my parents were like, you know what? We need to put you in a better school system um, because I went to a little bit of a rough kindergarten um and all that and they're like okay we need to get you in a good school system so they moved me to Pasadena which is a little more east a little more suburban but still like 20 minutes away from the middle of LA um and then I started school there and I had a very wholesome elementary school time I was very dreamy and playful and had such a good time I just I loved my teachers I loved drawing I loved art I loved playing I loved tetherball I loved kickball I loved playing sports I got into soccer and softball um, around then I just loved all of it I got a dog at one point he was like my best friend I would scooter and play in the yard I had all my neighbor friends and block parties and lemonade stands like all the good wholesome shit I was such a good little girl I was happy I was an only child my parents were so amazing and so lovely and just like made me feel so great and they really just like instilled a lot of intellect and creativity into me from a young age and it was all really really great okay and then fucking sixth grade happens sixth grade I go to a public middle school the South Pasadena middle school and I swear if anyone's listening to this that grew up with me like I'm sorry that's all I'm gonna say um but anyways I went to this public middle school I started off sixth grade I also was a very late developer so I didn't even get my period until I was like 15 which is pretty damn late so I was not thinking about boys really I wasn't really into like anything girly I was going through a big phase in sixth grade where I was like wearing basketball shorts and I was all athletic and I just wanted to like have a good time and I was just chilling 
living my best little young girl self life, okay? Then, all of a sudden, something happened where I basically started hanging out with the wrong crowd. And I feel like that is how every single villain origin story starts, especially around that time um, in middle school. But I basically got into a girl cult, is what I'm calling it. This group that I was in, that I... Okay, let me actually back up. So, okay, I got into... I started hanging out with this one girl that actually is still one of my best friends. We met because we both took yearbook in middle school. We were, like, in the on the yearbook committee. So we were in class together. We became close friends. Then I also had my other friend from elementary school who I still, like, forever will, like, just hold a dear place in my heart. But we were friends, and then we both got kind of, like indicted indicted is that the right word or kind of um brought into this friend group and they were evil okay evil and bless my little soul I had no idea I had no idea and I I think I will really say like I feel strongly about this I've thought about it many 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 times now that sixth, middle of sixth grade time of my life, from then on, my life was changed forever. Like, the way that I am now, the shit that I've gone through in my life is all because of my choice to start hanging out with this one group of girls in sixth grade. And that is a very heavy feeling to have because... That completely domino effect, domino affected my entire life, and for better or for worse, mainly for worse, I would say. But I've learned a lot of lessons on the way, and I've been through a lot of things and have lived so many lives. It feels like, but that truly was the beginning of my entire rest of my life, and the way that I am now is just. I've finally come around, but it took me so long, you guys, to get to a place where I wasn't damaged from that. So this group of girls, I got into it. Long story short, I got into this group. It felt almost like a, I don't know, some sort of like sorority where they, I swear they like gave us like weird shit to do. And like you had to kind of be, uh, what's that called? Almost like hazed. Like I feel like the entire friendship was just us getting hazed. And I'll give you some back, some like kind of main takeaways from this friend group that made me think of it as almost like a cult vibe. Um, there were leaders that fluctuated and that like revolved. Um, there were the main, so the main leaders were the ones who dictated pretty much everything in the friend group. It was like if you, I'm not going to use the real names, but like if so-and-so, let's call her Emma. It was not Emma, but like whatever. Let's say Emma didn't like you that week, then everyone didn't like you. And she would pick favorites. She would write them letters. I still have letters from some of these leader girls that would just be judgmental, but also like very love bomby. Like they'd be like, oh my God, I love you so much. You're my favorite. You're so cute. But also like you can be really annoying at times. So it would just be like ripping you apart, but also just like telling them, telling you how much they love you. So they almost like gave us evaluations. Like the leaders would give you evaluations like at the end of the week. They would like let you know your place, what you could do, like like what they thought about you, etc. 
Then there was just the pure, pure terribleness of, of how they treated us. So it was like they would have us all ditch certain people. I got ditched quite often. Like we'd all be walking home from school to a friend's house. All of a sudden, like you wouldn't be in on it and they would just be like, one, two, three, go. And like everyone would just run away and you'd be like stuck. Like, okay, like I'm, I just, I'm left alone. Like what happened? Like where'd all my friends go type of thing. It was horrible. And I remember just feeling so scared and so just humiliated by these girls and but you're also enthralled right because you have a big group people respect you people look up to you like we were called the poppies we were literally called the poppies we sat a specific area in the middle school courtyard and everyone it was like out of a movie scene like everyone made way for us we would walk around we would just kind of like dictate what was going on we had the popular cool skater boyfriend group um we were the ones who like boys would be like plucking our um like grabbing at our bra straps and being kind of like just touchy-feely and I remember even at that time like I was so innocent I wasn't even thinking about boys and all of a sudden boys were noticing me and they were looking at me and they were saying things to me and I remember I had like a small phone at one point I think I just had like a regular little like not iPhone or anything and they would like sex me or say things about my body and like I was thrown into this kind of world of like hypersexuality and then it got into drugs and and like just like the the just this the craziness of life just hit me all in that one year and like sixth grade is so young and then it got to seventh grade and then it got to eighth grade and by that by eighth grade I was I was gone like I was gone okay like I like my first kiss for instance like I felt like my entire middle school experience was me doing things I didn't want to do I had my first kiss at this burger joint that was down the street from our middle school and the mean girls literally made me do it they were like if you don't go and kiss my like boyfriend he was like my boyfriend but like I did not like him at all I didn't even know what it felt like to like someone like I wasn't even able to formulate a crush or formulate anything like that because boys were just like just like these crazy like thirsty creatures to me and I didn't know what to do or how to handle it and they so anyways they were like okay you have to go and kiss him after school or else we're not gonna hang out with you and it was like Friday it was the weekend and I'm like okay I have to do it so I remember going walking up being so nervous walking into this high life it yeah that's what it's called it's like this high life burger place and kissing this boy and it was just one peck and it was like in front of everyone I was so embarrassed I ran out I walked down the street and I remember him texting me saying I have a boner now and I was like that's romance like that's that's what I'm getting that is what my first kiss should be that's great that's just great and it didn't, it didn't, it didn't stop. So then it was like, if you, this other boy I dated in middle school, it was like, if you didn't hold hands with him or show him affection or whatever, then like you were lame, like you weren't cool. And then the craziest part was that there was this like very weird underlying experimentation going on throughout the few years that I was close with them. And 
these girls are very hypersexual. I started dressing extremely hypersexual. I was very aware of my sexuality even before my body even was becoming a woman, even before I even recognized like, I, like that I was sexual, you know what I mean? And so I started shopping. I made my mom go with me to the mall and I would only shop at Abercrombie Kids and I would buy, I was really, really tiny and I would just buy these tiny little shorts and these tiny little tank tops and the tight, 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 everything. I would get dress coded like every single day and I have to wear those like baggy like gym shorts and I would like run from the counselors all throughout middle school. Um, but I was really aware of my sexuality and really aware of, of men's attention. And at that point in seventh or eighth grade, I was already like, you know, so trying to kind of like, like my math teacher was, would always kind of flirt with me, Mr. Piercy, he was so hot, but whatever. And then my friend's older brothers would like try to get me to like come into their rooms when we had sleepovers and I was being like, you know, just, it was, I was already super involved with like the male race and sexuality. And again, remember, I did not even have my period. I wasn't even ready to experiment sexually in that way. And I was already getting forced into it. So anyways, my friends though, were very into uh, experimenting with each other. And a lot of our time spent um, with each other after school and whatnot was honestly making out with each other and having like partners that you would like pair up with on the weekends and people would just, it was just crazy. It was like everyone would just make out with each other and like hook up with each other, like this whole group of girls. And I was like, what is going on? Like, I do not want to do this. Like what's happening? And then things got even weirder because there was elements of like, we'd have a Ouija board and we would play with it. And then my friends would get like, t like, like almost like had some weird demonic stuff happening. So like there's this one girl's house who you would go to. It was like the house, you know, the house that had all the snacks and her parents were the coolest and it was huge. And she had two brothers and everyone would pile there on the weekends and we would just hang out there. And it was like the place like the comfiest coziest most like amazing home and that's where everything would go down right and so it would just be insane like on the weekends we would like like my friends would like act possessed and would like chase us around the house and and then we started hanging out with another bad crowd of boys who were literally delinquents like one of the boys literally was selling weed while well, he was on house arrest um, and juvie and stuff like that because he was like underage obviously we were like what 13 14 he was selling weed outside of his house by or like in his house by throwing it down from his window because he was on house arrest okay these kids were bad they would get suspended every every like freaking week they were just skipping class we started hanging out with these boys and I was infatuated I was like yes like this is the coolest group we they are so amazing they're so funny they were like all the skaters like crazy crazy boys and we formed crushes on them and then it got really bad though because this group was bad uh i smoked weed for the first time when i was like 13 14 in an alleyway behind the panda express i remember my one of the few of the boys were like yeah we're gonna smoke weed and then we're smoking weed all the time, okay? And then I started taking up cigarettes. American Spirit Blue cigarettes when I was in eighth to ninth grade 
literally horrible, okay? And I was a smoker all through high school and everything. Not a smoker now by any means. I don't even touch a vape. I have not touched a vape or anything because I cannot because I screwed myself so badly with nicotine and with cigarettes when I was so young that I'm like, I'm not touching that again. But um, anyway, so we started hanging out with this really bad group of boys and then it got to be where like, it just escalated. Everything escalated and it didn't get better. So seventh and eighth grade, we were like running around this town that we were living in. We were teeping, we were sneaking out at night. We were egging people's houses. We were like just absolutely menaces to this town. We were just like, I remember just sneaking out already and and we would go to like little, we'd go to like the high school football games. We were friends with some of the high schoolers. It was just so insane. My friends started having sex, a few of them in eighth grade. I was not ready for that at all, of course. Um, and then the, the most fun part though, I have such fond memories of high, of summers in, um, in like eighth grade, I think going into high school. And I was really close to this one guy friend group who I still like sometimes talk to, like I kind of follow them on Instagram and stuff, but there were certain summers that we would just walk around our town for hours and hours and get ice cream and get food. And then we started getting on the train because my town is right next to the the train that goes into downtown, that goes into Chinatown. And we got really into hookah that summer. So we went to Chinatown. I was like collecting, I was already like a badass. Like I was collecting, um, I had like a knife collection. Like I had knives shaped like lipsticks and like, um, like one that looked like a little mini gun and you would like open it up and it was a knife. And we started, obviously we were buying cigarettes in Chinatown and in Chinatown you can buy anything you could buy a parrot okay like they didn't care and there was one place called joy smoke shop that's probably still there that we would go and we'd buy coal we'd buy a hookah and we'd buy bongs at and i remember we would take the hookah we'd go back to my one friend john's house and he lived by this park in the middle the most beautiful home and it was three stories and the top floor we'd have to walk all the way up there he had this like big open third floor where we put beds down like there was like 10 beds it felt like in this big floor and we would just all lay around it was summer we would smoke hookah I remember I can like taste the the flavors of the hookah tobacco which is so bad for you literally so gross um and we would like I remember some of my first kisses were like of us like sharing smoke like you'd blow the smoke into someone else's mouth and then end up kissing I remember that just being like so intense for me like those sensations of like having your first like lips touching another guy or like your friend or whatever it was just so like the thickness of the sensuality and that like thrilling feeling was just like insane um and then crazy enough I ended up actually getting accepted into private school. My parents wanted to send me to this really like fancy, hippie, tiny private school. And I was like beside myself. I was like, I'm not fucking going. I can't believe you'd make me do this. I don't want to leave my friend group. Like we were all crying the last day of school because I was going to, to private school. And I was beside myself. I was like, I'm not going. Like I need to be with my friends. And I ended up going to this private school so this is eighth, eighth grade and I ended up going to this private school and freshman year I was already 
already started getting very interesting. I started getting into the darkness of life a bit. So early on during those primitive years, I, I also was very mean. I was also became really mean. And these girls, I think, made me mean. They made me cold. They made me uh, kind of just like a mean girl. And I really carried that through my life up until a few years ago. Um, and not, not that I was mean abruptly to people. I definitely was like nice and like to someone's face, but I, I didn't do good things. And truthfully, I, I, I pondered a lot if I was a good person when I was younger. So I think I have like many, many, many journal entries of me literally asking myself like, am I a good person? Because I don't think I am. And it's wild to like think of yourself truly like a very evilish person. And it's also like, like that. So I'm getting ahead of myself, but pretty much that whole middle school experience just like really traumatized me because I became this person and got morphed into this person that truly I, I didn't choose to be, you know, I think honestly, if I would have not been with this friend group, I could have been really good at school and really good at sports and really sweet and like a good girl. And I think that's at my core. I think at my core, I was a good girl, but I got swept away. And then when the power, when you get that power from, from men and from friends and from acceptance and from sexuality and from doing crazy things and having the thrill of it and 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 all of that like truthfully like what do I what was I supposed to do you know I was such at a young age where like I couldn't make that decision I didn't have a consciousness to be able to say like no like this isn't good for me I, I don't I shouldn't go this way I couldn't I shouldn't be going down this path right I just went with it and so I never made these decisions for myself I never formulated crushes I had boys fawning over me I had you know, older men talking to me in really gross ways. I was hypersexualizing myself. I was wearing little mini American apparel skirts and fishnet tights that are ripped and big platform shoes and little tiny tops and push-up bras. And I was just like losing it. Like freshman year of high school, I was chain smoking American Spirit Blues and ditching class to go hang out in the Ralph's parking lot and smoke and like drink bad Starbucks soy lattes. And I even like kind of like, so anyways, I went to this private school for two years, okay, before I made my parents bring me back to public school. But that experience was crazy too. And it only got worse. Like those are my very dark, depressed years. And those are whenever, that's whenever I started, I, I got into therapy and I started getting on medication around 13, 14, because I was getting panic attacks. I was, um, there was moments when like my first panic attack, I remember I... Uh, it kind of was like, I guess the same around time that I was smoking weed too, which actually makes a lot of sense. I, um, I remember my first bong rip, I actually got so traumatized from it. I was at my friend's house. I'll go back to the private school thing, but I was at my friend's house and it was funny. We got a bong and I, our guy friend was there and he was like, okay, take a bong rip, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep like breathing in. I was like, I can't, I can't anymore. And I just breathed in so much weed. I literally thought I was going to die. 
I called my father and I was like, dad, I'm going to die. And he's like, what happened? I'm like, nothing. Just come pick me up right now. Like, you know, that mean, that's like, mom, come pick me up. That was literally me. I left my phone in the freezer. Like I put my phone in the freezer trying to get an ice pack. Didn't know where it was. Fell asleep for like six hours. I was unwell. But that was like the beginning of my weed journey. I ended up smoking a lot. So I was always smoking something. I wasn't drinking too much, but like kind of. But anyways, at this at this private school, I was just like very dark. I was depressed. I was kind of wild. I was idolizing wild figures. I was idolizing already like Angelina Jolie, Girl Interrupted, Virgin Suicides. It's my favorite movie. I, I was having lots of weird dreams and I would be... I was reading like dark literature and really immersing myself in like very dark kind of culture. I was on Tumblr often. I was very like into the kind of like the skins era, like all of that in freshman year. I was just super, super dark, artsy, wild, creative girl, right? And I had a boyfriend, my first, very first boyfriend when I was 15. Um, he was kind of an angel but also kind of terrible and I lost my virginity that year against my will not really against my will but like reluctantly it was a very terrible experience I literally cried like as soon as it happened and felt so violated and I, I just remember like I think looking back like I have I felt violated and uncomfortable by boys and men like already by when I was at when I was 15 16 I was already felt so uncomfortable by them for what that's like five four or five years and that's even before I got my period you guys so five years pre-period four or five years for my period before I even had sex hormones I was feeling so consumed by the male gaze and male attention and it was so much for me like I had guys like this one guy bought me this glass ladybug that I still have actually in sixth grade, uh, no, in seventh grade because he wanted to be my valentine. And things like that would happen to me. Like I would just have these like kind of, a, and it, it sounds so like pick me vibes. Like, oh my God, like men love me. No, I just think I was hypersexualizing myself. Like I did it to myself because I didn't know any better. Um, and I had this allure, you know, this like allure of like mystery woman, like very kind of like old for her age vibe. So I definitely did it to myself. I'm not saying like I'm some stunning like girl that everyone like wanted to be with. I wasn't very attractive when I was younger at all. Um, but anyways, I digress. Um, anyways, I had my first boyfriend at 15. I was still really getting into shit. We would like go and roll our own cigarettes um, and hang out in parks. And I was just like also listening to very dark music. I just like really entered this dark era of my life that became very consuming and I wasn't focusing on school I didn't care about school my grades thankfully I was good at talking and I was good with teachers and I loved discussing things so having a lecture-based private school for me was really good but didn't really care about school otherwise I was literally just drawing in my notebooks like if you looked at all my math notebooks it was like one page of math one page of drawing one page of math one page of drawing so I was like very big on just drawing, creative writing. I killed it. If you guys would have heard my creative writing stories, you would, it would be unreal. Like I would write these creative writing stories about the most insane shit ever. Um, but I, I love some of my teachers. I had a few good friends. 
we would get into trouble still, you know? Like, I would ditch class a lot. I wouldn't show up to school because I'd be nervous. Um, I had that boyfriend who I did love a lot, but, you know, it was a lot. He was... He wasn't great either. He wasn't a great influence on me. It was bad. And I was still hanging out with my other friends. And again, a lot of sneaking out, a lot of hanging out with the older high school boys, flirting with the water polo team, sneaking out and jumping into our friends, older boys' cars, uh, football games, just like, you know, my friend lived across the street from the football stadium. So we would go there and party often. And then go to the football games, uh, more sneaking out. And then I really got into leaving my hometown. So I would basically leave with um, my best friend and we would go and parade around Venice Beach and Hollywood Boulevard. We would take the red line to Hollywood and Vine and I'd be wearing my six inch Jeffrey Campbell shoes and with my pack of cigarettes and we'd be trying to find weed. We would hang out at this place called Freak City, which <laughs> is actually still a thing, I think. But it was during this like really weird like cyber goth girl era. So we would basically parade around Freak City and Hollywood and hang out with this 40-year-old or 35-year-old guy. And also the Cobra Snake, who is like a very famous photographer now. He's like a party nightlife photographer. Um, we wanted to be like little baby freak, like cute angel girls and so we would go to uh this place we would my friend actually had a birthday party at freak city and it was like this neon rave crazy party we were like literally sophomores and it was like in the middle of hollywood like it was so probably illegal like we had alcohol there it was like blackout like crazy hollywood rave party and it, yeah it was definitely illegal that was not good now that I look back at that. But anyways, we spent a lot of time like out until like the trains would stop at like one in the morning. So we would have to go and have her mom come pick us up from Hollywood or we'd get picked up at the train station super late. We were adventuring. Like we were just going out. We were going crazy. It was so much fun, but so dangerous. Like at this point too, I was, how old was I? 16. I was like seeing homeless people. I was seeing crazy people on the train. I was getting offered drugs in Venice Beach, like full on like parading around Venice Beach and just like on my crazy girl shit, like smoking weed, hanging out with random people. We would find random people in Venice Beach, like random tourists or older boys, like surfer boys and hang out with them. And they would try to lure us into places and like to come over to their houses and we wouldn't do it. And this whole time, too, I, like, wasn't promiscuous with boys. Like, I was very – I'm actually one of the most, like, funny things about me is, like, I was known in high school. High school needs to be another topic because, like, deeper high school because that was a lot, too. Um, but I was really known for being a slut, but, like, I never hooked up with anyone. I was, like, the most pure, innocent angel um, up until, like, you know, high school, after high school. But – I really like I, I lost my virginity and it was terrible and then I just was really nervous like men made me nervous and scared I think because I just felt so aggressively consumed by them all the time that I just felt scared you know so um it was a lot I got exposed to a lot and I think that's why I had a big crash and burn um well I had a few crashes and burns but I was on also antidepressants, which if you've never been on antidepressants or know much about them, 
they tend to numb you out. So I think actually I attribute a lot of my chaos to also being completely numbed out on these drugs. So that's also a really big point that I've just been realizing recently as I've been exploring being on medication again. I'm like, damn, I think that that really numbed me out and kind of made me like check out and be kind of a shitty person when I was younger. And also just, you know, being on an antidepressant and knowing you're depressed and like feeding into that at a young age is not great, right, in general. So, um, man, I just, I've been all over the place with this whole episode. I feel like I just kept remembering things and then talking about them. And so it kind of just made it super all over the place for me. But ultimately, God, life is just insane. I just feel like I'm so exhausted now because I feel like I've lived so much life that I just feel like I'm tired because all of this has been so draining for me. And I think I, I think the saddest part about all of this is that I also just feel like I got wiped from innocence and from my childhood from a really young age. And so now that I'm entering more of this like wholesome, more adult era of my life, thinking back on these times of my life and like my childhood and young adulthood and stuff like that has made me I think just really realize that I need to focus again on having that like childhood child not childhood childlike spirit and um that creativity and that sweetness and that softness and that innocence that like I really feel like I got taken from me at such a young age and so I think I'm just kind of leaning into that and going back to those roots of of having just a good time and being around good people and not doing bad things and not being an asshole and actually taking care of myself and thinking about life in a more big, more kind of wholesome way. Um, because I think too, like living that way in high school and middle school and having really intense, scary people around me doing really intense, scary things, always really pushing the envelope and, um, kind of just like because that's this is just the first half of the first episode that I'm going to do on this next week I'll do the second half when I get more into um more of the like darker Los Angeles like post high school partying all of that kind of stuff that I got into but I really got the first taste of it I think having access to all of um what the city had to offer at such a young age is was really terrible and a lot and I felt like I just got thrown into this life and thrown into like all that life has to offer the bad and the good um way too early so that then I got exposed to it I got obsessed with it and then it 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 hurts you it 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 hinders your your growing up and your maturity levels because you know LA also isn't real life right I mean it's one city but it's a city unlike any other And I feel like if you are someone that grew up in LA or New York or one of these big cities, then you can relate because big city life is truly unlike anything else. And the same way that growing up in the country or growing up in smaller towns would be unlike anything else. But sometimes I just crave or kind of wish that I was raised in a small town or with more kind of, I don't know, wholesomeness and without all the access to kind of the most sad scary parts of the world and that's why when people move to LA or they talk about LA in this amazing light and they obsess over it and I'm like you don't understand like the darkness that's here and the way that it can make you feel to be raised here and 
the expectations that come from it. And even like from being 13 and 14 and feeling like I owed the city and the people here and the men here, um, I owed them something. I owed them my sexuality. I owed them, you know, they, 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 they had power over me. The whole city had power over me. And that's why I feel like I have had a really interesting relationship with Los Angeles and the symbolism here. And that's why I, my, the brand that I've created kind of this whole like paradise, welcome to paradise. It all has to do with that because, you know, we glamorize Los Angeles and these cities as being these fancy, exciting opportunity type places. But in reality, there's really a darker element here and paradise isn't always what it seems, you know? So I think for me, just recognizing that and looking into, I guess, like my past and looking into the way I grew up and honestly, truly like what's weird as well is, is I have a lot of those same themes that come up, like even my relationship with women and friendships and stuff, or even like finding myself and wanting to be in these kind of cult, like, like I was, I've been very into cults my whole life because I think they're fascinating and obviously they're dark and scary, but like even that being like a consistent theme in my life and themes follow us, you know, and, and I think patterns follow us. And so looking at those patterns and looking at, you know, things you've experienced as a child, like the way your parents treat you, the way that your friends treated you, the way that, you know, your response to men and to relationships really dictates how you also are and how you grow up and, and the things you're doing now and, and stuff like that. So I think it's important to look at those things. And that's why I make these episodes and talk about this stuff, because hopefully maybe you'll look, if you're listening to this, look into your past and your childhoods and think, you know, damn, like, do I still, I guess, have some of those traits or those things or those patterns still the same? Or have I completely changed who I am? And I think, um, I'll talk about this more too, another episode, but like, I think becoming wholesome, like it's like this funny pipeline from like being a bad kid to becoming wholesome, I think is really funny. And I feel like it happens quite a bit with a lot of people, especially in our generation. So I don't know. I want to talk about it more, continuing to talk about it. Um, and everything, but that's kind of just a big jumbled history of how I grew up and, and everything like that. And I hope that some of the girls that were in my weird middle school cult, um, are not listening to this and I didn't say any names or anything, but it was definitely an ex really extreme time. And I, I, oh, I just wish I would have stayed wholesome. I wish I would have just stayed playing tennis and soccer and not fed into all of it. Um, but I did. And you know what? No regrets. I learned a lot. I'm here now. And yeah. So anyways, this is kind of a long ish episode. Um, I don't want to make it too long though. I could have talked about this stuff forever, but love you guys. Um, I will have another episode out early next week. So yeah. Okay. Cheers. <laughs>